the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, enjoy that warm weather while you can. It's not going to be warm too much longer. Uh, we will keep you cozy and comfortable, secure in the knowledge that you understand what is behind the headlines that are being written to warp reality. Hi, it's Bruce Hooley. It's a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show here on 98.9 The Answer and on the Hooley Show Facebook page, as I understand it. I see that my camera's on. Do I get the thumbs up from... Uh, Producer Aaron Light. Yes, we are on camera on Facebook at The Hooli Show. I don't know. Are we on the Answer Facebook page as well? We are. 989 The Answer, the Facebook page. So nice to have all of you. Send us a message on Facebook. That's a way to communicate with me. Our number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Also, you can send me an email, bruce at 989theanswer.com. I'm going to play for you today, maybe at the end of this segment, audio from... Someone who spoke at the Upper Arlington Board of Education meeting the other night. I'm going to play it because it's phenomenal and it opens up a bunch of different avenues for us to discuss the culture that we're in. And most importantly, look, we can all sit and gripe. When I got this show a little over a year ago, somebody asked me, well, what do you want the show to be? And I said, I don't know, but I know what I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be a two-hour gripe session every day. Not that we couldn't fill two hours every day griping about gas prices and unfairness in the media and our legal system run amok. Just watch the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. The fact that it's still going on tells you that our legal system is run amok, that our military is in the dumper in terms of adherence to the kind of values, morality, and principles that are necessary to have a highly functioning military, which you can get away with when nobody's attacking you. But with the way China's building up its military, I'm not so sure we'll get away with that forever. There are a lot of things we could gripe about, right? Does that really help us? No, it just heightens our anxiety. Um, I am a Bible-believing Christian, so I don't live in fear, not of COVID, not of China, not even of Joe Biden. But I do believe staunchly in truth, God's truth, and how it can be applied to our lives. Not everybody has to be a Christian, of course, to believe in things that are ordained by God, set in place by God. That's my prism through which I view life. You, as a listener to this radio show, are going to be treated to that prism, whether you share my faith or not. But what I want the show to be is analysis of what's going on, enlightenment about what's going on, and also instruction about how we can battle against it to preserve the country that we love, the society that we love. We want our kids to have a better future than we have. So we have to be vigilant. Vigilance is important. Awareness is important. We're at a point in our culture where you cannot just sit out the battle or the battle will overwhelm you. 
I think that this rising tide of cultural wokeism, progressivism, darkness is like a tsunami. You will be engulfed and overwhelmed by it if you don't take measures to battle against it, to fortify yourself. And part of that is looking deeply into headlines, thinking, discerning, knowing what you believe, why you believe it, understanding that you're being fed one side of a narrative, not the whole truth. And so I'm going to play these comments from this gentleman who spoke to the Upper Arlington Board of Education, A, because they're 100% true, B, because they were said in a way that is the perfect way to confront darkness, calmly, boldly, clearly, he expressed no fear. It also says a lot to me, and I hope to you, about the role that men need to play in our society. Now, that gets people nervous when you say, oh, man, oh, you're not diminishing women, are you? No, I am not diminishing women. If you really are the kind of man that men were created to be, you will not only have a protective view toward women, you will esteem and extol women for how amazing they are and the roles God has gifted them to play. But part of your male role is protection, provision. And you will hear that come through in the words of this gentleman who spoke to the Upper Arlington Board of Education. But first, but first, one of the things we have to battle against is disunity in our society. The left would have you believe that you cure that by equity, equity. Everybody gets the same, then everybody will be happy. No, everybody will not be happy. Equity is not equality. It sounds like equality. That's why. They want you to think it's equality because they want you to buy into, oh, equity, good. Equality's good. We believe in equality. Sure we do. We absolutely believe in equality. Equity, though, is only achieved by taking from someone and giving to someone who doesn't have so that we can all have equity. Well, that's not very equitable to the person from whom it was taken, who earned it through their own hard work, meritocracy. And yeah, sometimes luck. Yeah, that's part of it, too. So... Here's a story meant to stoke, drive, and increase racial discord in Columbus, Ohio. It is dishonestly reported by Eric Legata via the Columbus Dispatch. Here's the headline. Columbus police used force disproportionately against black residents. Study contends. Okay, now I have hope for the story because of those last two words. Study contends. So does that mean that Eric Legata and the Columbus Dispatch are aware that this study saying that cops in Columbus are racially biased and use force more often against blacks, that the Dispatch and Eric Legata understand that, ah, they might have an agenda here. We're going to present the other side in this story. We are going to be fair. We are going to be journalists. Well, that's what hope it created in me. Unfortunately, it just does not deliver on any of that hope. Let me read from you a little bit and then share with you the one absolutely overwhelming fact which any reporter worth beans would know they need to have to report this story. Let's see if you figure out what that fact is. 
The lead of the story says, a new study reports that black residents were involved in more than half of the use of force incidents by Columbus police in a three-year period, despite representing less than a third of the city's population. Hmm. I already know what fact I want. Do you know what fact you want to find out if the cops are out of line here? They say more than half of the use of force incidents were perpetrated upon black people. And black people, they say, represent less than a third of the city's population. So that's meant to convey horrible, terrible, racist cops. Only a third of the people in Columbus are black. Over half the use of force incidents are used against black people. Cops are racist. Well, that could be what the study is trying to get at, and I think it absolutely is what the study is trying to get at. It's just not the number that I need to know whether it's right, wrong, insignificant, that half of the use of force incidents are against blacks. What is the number, class, that we need to know in order to tell whether half the use of force incidents against blacks is justified or unjustified? Does it help us to know whether there are half the residents of the city black, a third of the residents of the city black, 10% of the city black? Does that help us understand at all whether half the use of force incidents against blacks is justified? No, not at all. Not at all. The number we need to know in order to know whether half the use of force incidents against blacks in the city is justified is what percentage of crime in the city of Columbus is committed by black people? What percentage of explosive interactions with police involve black people where use of force might be called for justifiably? What percentage of traffic stops involve black people that get out of hand and result in use of force? Those are useful statistics. They're just not in this story. They're not in this story because they would not support the contention of the study. So I am left to do the research for Eric Legata because he's either inept or doesn't care. And the only piece of information I have at my disposal is a piece of information I shared with you two weeks ago. Homicide summary report. Now, this does not prove, this does not prove that an overwhelming percentage of crime in the city of Columbus is committed by blacks. I don't know if that's true. But in my view, the worst kind of crime in Columbus is murder. That's the worst kind of crime. What do we know from Columbus police statistics about murder in the city of Columbus? Two weeks ago, they released a, a report. At that point in time, there had been 172 murders in the city of Columbus. 172. 114 of the victims were black men. 19 of the victims were black women. 133 of 172, what percentage is that? Big percentage. Way above percentage of blacks in the population in Columbus. I said, well, victims doesn't have anything to do with it. Bruce could be a horrible, terrible, racist city without killing black people. And you're right. So let's go over here to suspect race. Suspect, murder suspects. Now, they don't have 172 murder suspects because only half the cases are solved. So it is an imperfect statistic, I will grant you. But of the 98 suspects for murder in Columbus, how many are black men? 77. And how many are black women? Four. 81 of the 98 suspects are black. Now, that doesn't prove anything, except that in that particular 
avenue of crime, the suspects are far disproportionately black. Does it mean that all crimes are disproportionately committed by blacks? No, it does not mean that. Does it suggest that that would be something that a reporter worth anything other than fish wrap would look into and report? Because this is not time sensitive. This could be reported anytime. He didn't have to report this today. He could report it after he has all the facts that say whether this study is worth anything or not. But that's not what Eric Lagat is interested in. And that's not what the Columbus Dispatch is interested in. They're interested in making cops look bad because that makes Andrew Ginther happy. And that makes Zach Klein, the law director, happy. And that makes Shannon Harden, the council president, happy. And that makes the crazy, stupid police oversight board happy. And it also demoralizes cops. So this is the definition of bad agenda-driven reporting. And we get it not just on crime. We get it on things going on in our schools. And we'll delve into that next with comments from an Upper Arlington dad who epitomizes what a real man should be. You're listening to The Bruce Hooley Show. So I apologize to veterans. I did not wish you a happy Veterans Day at the outset of the show. It's a huge failure by me. Every Veterans Day I used to call my father and tell him how much I appreciated his service in the Army in World War II. He was a marksman, and uh, I miss him terribly. Very proud of him. That's why his Army photograph uh, adorns my Twitter account. And I've posted a picture of my father as he served... uh, in the European theater. This picture was taken, uh, I think, after the hostilities ended in Pisa, Italy, uh, with him standing beside a sign that says, Welcome to Pisa. Go slow and see our town. Go fast and see our jail. Uh, So uh, that's a picture I have of my dad that uh, that I treasure very much. And I treasure my memories of my father because he was a man's man. He lost uh, four fingers in a farming accident. He uh, suffered a double skull fracture in another farming accident. He lost uh, a tip of a finger on another hand uh, because of a farming accident. He was an amazing Finnish carpenter when he lost the fingers on his right hand. I said he was a marksman in the Army. He just turned the gun around and fired with his left hand instead of his right hand. He was a man's man. He was a tough guy. He was imperfect. Um, But I miss him, and I love him, and I try to be uh, the kind of Uh, man he was in his good areas uh, with my kids, with my wife. He taught me to honor my wife, treasure my wife, cherish her, protect her, provide for her, love her. And I'm fortunate that I have gotten to know the fathers of two of my three really, really good friends. And they are exceedingly good men. One of them just passed away. He had an enormous impact on my life. I shared with you last week, even though I barely knew him. My other friend uh, lives in Upper Arlington, and I've met his father. He's an amazing guy. He's had an amazing life. And I know that uh, the gentleman who's um, addressed to the Upper Arlington Board of Education, I'm going to play for you here shortly, um, has been shaped by his father's uh, courage and his father's um, service to others. You can serve others without being in the military. And my friend served his community Tuesday night when he went before the Upper Arlington Board of Education and spoke truthfully, boldly, measuredly. He gave a template to all of us in how to fight against the darkness that is in our society. In Arlington, this darkness is manifested in at least one clear way, and that is the school board and school administration forcing 
female students in the Arlington District to share bathrooms with male students, all in the name of transgenderism and progress and uh, to the detriment psychologically and physically um, of these kids. They've, the Arlington Board has heard about this from parents. They've heard about it from a student at a meeting last month. And so my friend felt a need to go ahead and support the daughter uh, who spoke before the board uh, a while back. Here's what he said the other night. I'll begin by confessing to you that I'm just a bit embarrassed. Um, after listening to one of your students speak to you last month regarding the difficulties she and her classmates have had involving the unisex restrooms in the high school, I'm embarrassed that as a grown, self-respecting man and father of girls who live in this community, I haven't spoken up earlier about this issue. In a word, the notion of having school-aged children share restrooms that are unisex and multi-user is insane. Frankly, it's among the more ludicrous ideas I've ever heard ostensibly mature adults advocate. The outcomes your student described, such as embarrassment and intrusion while managing feminine hygiene, general discomfort due to the presence of boys and men in the restrooms, male-created urine messes on the seats, students abusing substances, and student couples being seen in flagrante delicto in the locked floor-to-ceiling stalls were as predictable as they are lamentable. As you well know, this student has not been the only one to describe these issues. A local TV station interviewed several other UA high school students who echoed her concerns. That story was scrubbed from the station's website and YouTube channel within 24 hours, presumably at the behest of someone in this community with influence who preferred that those children not be heard. I know all of you have children, and so I would ask you to recall that female student's testimony from last month and consider, what if it were my child who were having to endure this? Think back to your own teenage years and consider, what if I had to endure this? During the school board meeting in May of this year, a member of this board commented that, quote, I'm for the well-being of all of our students, unquote. And I would ask all of you, are you really? Because by dismissing the concerns your young educational charges have raised and pushing forward with this absurdity as you have, the message you're sending to them is that you actually don't care about their well-being and that, in fact, you're willing to spend nearly 200000 of their parents' tax dollars in legal fees to work against their well-being. Are the indignities your students have described thus far not enough for you, or must we wait until something worse happens? There are many in Upper Arlington who think as I do. Many of them are reticent to speak up out of fear of being socially ostracized. I have no such concerns. The students who have spoken up about these issues, I don't know them from Adam but they deserve to have rational adults in this community speak up for them and not stand idly by while they're sacrificed on the altar of someone's ideology. If you care about the well-being of the students in this district, as you purport you do, you would listen to what those students have told you and put an end to this nonsense. So those are the comments of a concerned parent in UA on Tuesday. I'd like to talk with you about it. 844-TALK-989. It's The Bruce Woolley Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.